You're not in this story. Yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. Welcome to Making It Up As We Go, a Destiel fan fiction anthology podcast. We're making it up as we go. I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein, but you can call me Katie. The story is ours now. You can't have it back. Please be warned that this podcast can and will depict explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. Hello and welcome to episode 7. Today I will be reading Real Slick Dean, chapters 5 and 6. Written by Trillia. The pertinent tags for today's story are Alpha, Beta, Omega dynamics Nodding, rutting Lots of semi-dubiously questionably consenting sex, sort of Fuck or die Masturbation Rough sex Shower sex A side of feelings Mostly plotty porn Omega Dean Breeding kink Fertility Issues, Alpha Castiel, Mild Discussions of Lack of Consent Between Cass and Dean, Background Character Depicted Being Raped by Criminals in Chapter 1, Castiel is a Special Victims Cop. If you are able, please go to the author's AO3 story and give comments and kudos to them for sharing this with us. The link is in the show notes. This will also be posted on AO3 as a podfic under my username, and the link will be in the show notes as well. Chapter 5 When Castiel wakes properly it's to the feel of grinding his erection up between Dean's slickened ass cheeks. His instincts flare into another overwhelming swell of need for that scent to be smeared all over and then plugged. He rolls up onto his knees, straddling Dean's thighs, gripping his hips hard and dragging them up where he wants them, careless of anything else. Dean grunts out a bleary curse as Castiel's tongue pushes into him, chasing the taste of him and loosening him again for the inevitable approaching penetration. Once his brain catches up to what's happening to his body, Dean groans, low and pleased, arching into it and presenting himself again to Castiel. Hell of a way to wake up, Dean muses, sounding almost cheerful as he twists his head to look back at Castiel. Castiel lifts his head and tilts it, gazing down at Dean with careful scrutiny as he absently licks his lips, not wasting a drop of that perfect liquid. Dean watches the motion and swears. Also, I should probably mention that when I said you were kind of hot, that was pretty much a massive understatement. 
the alpha side of him isn't particularly interested in the word sounds being made. It just demands that he go back to tasting his omega. So he does. Dean doesn't seem to mind. Eventually, Castiel's higher brain functions catch up and he almost laughs, except that he's in total agreement with his instincts at the moment. He's not sure anything he'd rather do at this moment than eat Dean out. Well, his cock reminds him with a twitch, there is one thing, perhaps. And then it's abruptly the only thing. He lifts his head again as his body stiffens, veins surging with the fiery and desperate need to get his cock inside Dean. He wants to ask for consent as much as he can throughout this, but, Dean, I'm going to, is all he manages in a strained voice as he lines his hips up. Yeah, Dean replies breathlessly. Yeah, go for it. And that's all he needs, really. He groans as he buries himself inside Dean's heat, earning a matching sound from the other man. He sucks in a slow breath against the dizziness the sensation leaves behind, then shifts his knees a little, gets his hips right where he wants them, then shifts his knees a little, gets his hips right where he wants them. But that's all the restraint he can manage before he's thrusting sharply forward, starting up a rough and ready pace. He stretches up, arching his hands over his head and breathing in, letting his body loosen into the act of fucking instead of compressing down into it. He feels so alive now. He's been convinced he was dying not long ago, but now he's sure he's going to live, so long as Dean stays right where he is. And if Dean doesn't like that, Castiel will just have to make him. He sets about doing just that, long, slow strokes interspersed among fast, sharp little thrusts, grinds and rolls and everything he knows he's capable of, just savoring every sensation, running his hands over Dean's body with reverence. He strokes each muscle, feels it move under him. Each freckle gets worshipped by a swirl of finger or tongue, depending on what he can reach. You know, in retrospect, I have no fucking idea why I didn't say yes on the spot. I mean, there's hot sex. Dean rambles, pushing up onto his hands so that he can ride back against Castiel. And then there's fucking a sexy amped up alpha in a rut sex. Castiel laughs faintly in agreement, thrusting steadily into Dean's body. Though he might phrase it more, there's fucking, and then there's fucking Dean. I wouldn't disagree. But on the other hand, there's more to the decision. This isn't just sex for you. Castiel points out, voice low and strong, and no longer rasping or desperate, just alive with the sex he's being granted. Dean shrugs, making all the beautiful muscles in his back ripple in a mesmerizing fashion as he says, Kind of is. Castiel splays his fingers over the muscles as he thrusts into him again, then drags back slowly, savoring the slow drag of fresh slick filling the air with the scent of Dean's pleasure. 
I simply mean as far as consequences. You are a high-grade slick donor, so it's my understanding that you're not on suppressants. He thrusts deep. Or birth control. Another thrust. Or anything of the sort. He shudders with the animal spikes of desire those words send through him. He groans low as he rolls his hips in a savoring little grind. Dean glances over his shoulder at him. Yeah, they say it leaves a noticeable trace in the stuff. Dean agrees. He turns his face away again, going for studied nonchalance. But, um, it just never takes. Any of it. I tried, but... He glances down at his body. Shrugs. No mate. No babies. Castiel thrusts home, then bends down to nuzzle Dean's neck, wanting to make the sadness in his scent go away. I'm sorry, he murmurs. Dean just grunts. Yeah, I'm kind of used to it, and it makes it easier to do what I do. Castiel understands that, making do with the limits life sets. It explains part of why Dean's surprisingly close to Castiel's age. Most Omegas mate young, before their mid-twenties at the latest. So, yeah, anyway, fuck away, Dean says, reaching back and smacking his flank firmly with a deliberately saucy grin. Try and breed me as hard as you want without having to worry about a thing. Breed him? Castiel lowers his teeth to the back of Dean's neck, growling as he bites. Fuck, Castiel hisses, slamming into him again hard enough that Dean laughs his way through a moan. You can't just say things like that. Castiel groans, nipping again at Dean's neck, too aroused to bother being embarrassed by how strongly it hits him. <laughs> like what, Cass? Dean says with a mischievous laugh. Like how I want you to try to breed me. How I want your cock to fill me up with so much cum that my body has no choice but to get preggers. Dean. Castiel moans, trying for chastising and merely sounding desperate. His hips are flinching forward of their own volition, cock twitching like it's ready to give Dean exactly what he's asking for, even though he's not there yet. Mm -hmm, you want to breed me, Dean says, rolling under him undulating his hips back against Castiel's, for more force than grind to meet his thrusts. I can tell you want to. Castiel licks at the red teeth marks on Dean's neck, trying to keep himself from biting harder for leverage to do just that. His thrusts have shifted from smooth and sensual to hard and needy, and a sizable part of him wants little more than to let them turn violent. Yeah, just like how I want you to put your hand here. Dean grinds out, yanking one of Castiel's hands up and placing it low and tight on his abdomen. And fuck into it, like you can knock me up if you imagine it hard enough. Though he's got a teasing edge to his voice, there's just as much honesty leaking through and it hits Castiel deep in his gut with need. 
with the desire to give it to him. He wants to mate him, to knot him over and over again until there's not a drop of semen left to give. He wants to give Dean that much, because he wants to give Dean everything. Castiel swears against his skin, fucking desperately into him. Fuck, gas, fucking breed me. Dean gasps out, voice low and rough, abdomen flinching beneath Castiel's palm as Dean's hand jerks his cock in little rough strokes that are in time to Castiel's thrusts. Come inside me like you mean it. Oh, he means it. Castiel wraps both arms around Dean's body, palms flat on his abdomen, where a child would grow if they were successful, if they were compatible, and Dean were physically capable. Oh, how he wants this. He tilts his hips and fucks toward his hands, and Dean cries out at the new angle, a sound of raw, unrestrained pleasure that has Castiel murmuring a litany of mine and mate and breed you against Dean's neck. His thrusts shorten as his knot swells fit to burst, but he keeps the sharp angle till his hips lock forward and he cries out, feeling his cum splash up against Dean's walls as he erupts again and again. Dean's shout as he comes is half muffled by the pillow, he's partway face-planted into, body jerking against the base of Castiel's knot, then clamping down hard around him as his cum splatters up against his belly in the sheets. Castiel's cock pulses with another load in response as he holds Dean tight, hands still pressed to his abdomen. Shit. Dean moans after a moment, shifting his head so his face isn't quite being smothered. There's a smile in his voice, and Castiel breathes a little more easily at the sound of it. Glad that he hasn't made things worse by giving in to Dean's cajoling about the breeding. Got a little breeding kink going on there, Cass? Dean teases, tightening down deliberately around Castiel's cock, dragging another spurt out of him with a roll of his hips that presses against the hands on his belly. Or not. You are infuriating, you know that, Castiel mutters. Dean huffs a laugh. Hey, man, I'm saving your life. Just because I'm going to end up ruining you for all others while I do it? Well, he shrugs. Castiel stills. He slips his hands off Dean's belly, reclaiming his weight from Dean's perfectly capable back. Oh, you accomplished that feat years ago he says with as much lightness as Dean had tendered him, which is to say not nearly as much as was intended and far too much truth leaking through. So please, fuck away and don't worry about a thing. He has front row seats to the way the muscles in Dean's back tighten and he turns his head away. Abruptly, he wishes they weren't tied together so that he could go and hide his shame and sadness in the shower. But they are tied, and his mood is likely pouring off his skin in waves, so he's just going to have to accept that Dean's going to be privy to a great many of his secrets. I think I'd like to lie down and try to catch another nap, if that's all right with you, he says politely. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Dean says, clearing his throat. throat> 
Yeah, sure. Castiel's strength is definitely starting to return after the last satiation and rest, so it's not difficult this time for him to wrap an arm around Dean's waist and lift him bodily onto the too narrow bed, shifting him to the side a little so they can roll onto their sides together. He isn't ready to actually fall asleep again, but he doesn't want to look at the mocking red outlines on the back of Dean's neck anymore, so he closes his eyes and pretends. His dreams are full of intermingled scents and easy morning sex, and Dean's slightly swollen tummy under his hands as they cuddle over their morning coffee. When he wakes gasping in the middle of the next wave of rut, it hits so hard that he can't do anything other than jerk Dean into something vaguely accessible and fuck into him roughly and deeply. Neither of them speak. They just fuck till he's knotted deep and curled tightly around his omega. Chapter 6 The next order of business, once he can slip free from Dean's increasingly abused hole again, is to relieve himself and drink down more juice. More supplies have been left just inside the door for them, food and drink and some fresh towels. He brings the food and drink back to the bed, setting them silently on the side end table. As he sits and stares at the gentle rise and fall of Dean's back, he forces himself to eat the bland power bar and tries not to think about how much better it would taste if he dipped it in Dean's slick before he ate it. A mating kink was one thing, but that? He laughs to himself and watches Dean sleep. Being able to smell him like this, to see the smear of fluid at his backside and thighs, is almost as good. His hair feels tacky with sweat and oil when he runs his fingers through it, and his skin isn't much happier. With a soft sigh, he gets up and leaves Dean to his well-deserved rest and heads for the bathroom again with more than just his bladder in mind. Catching sight of himself in the mirror is a bit of a shock. His stubble is dark and well on its way towards beard territory. His hair is a wreck and there are circles under his eyes. He looks even more pale than usual, and tired. It all makes the bruising on his jaw where Dean had punched him stand out. It is amazing Dean had ever chosen to come to him at all. He showers because he has a moment before the next rush of rut is bound to hit, though the hot caress of the water is sensual enough to have him growing steadily harder, no matter how much he ignores his cock. He shampoos his hair and even takes time to use the conditioner, despite the steadily swelling urges to go back to bed, back to Dean. Eventually, as he's rinsing, he can hear Dean pad into the room behind him and take a pee, and then move over to the sink to brush his teeth. When that's done, he heads towards the shower. How are you doing, Cass? Dean asks through the half-drawn curtain. Castiel pulls the curtain aside the rest of the way and lifts an eyebrow, glancing down at his very erect dick. Horny, how else? 
he says with amusement as he curls a possessive hand around Dean's wrist and pulls him into the large stall, making a low, pleased sound as their bodies collide. Oh, shit, not in here, Dean says, pulling back slightly, though he leans into the warm spray with a sigh and runs his hand down Castiel's flank. Just give me two seconds to wash up, and then we'll try and break the bed some more. You don't like shower sex? Castiel asks, surprised. No, it's cool. I get it and all, you know, naked and hot and wet and whatever. It's just I hate being on the tile on my knees. Gets old fast, and my knees ain't getting any younger. He says with a grunt. Castiel lifts an eyebrow. I see. He looks down at Dean's body, at said knees, and their slightly bowed stance. In that case, I suggest you don't get on your knees. He drops to his own instead, mouthing up under Dean's cock, letting the refreshing shower spray down over him, enfolding him in warmth. His cock is most displeased at this turn of events that takes it further away from Dean's body, but he ignores it. Shit, Dean swears as Castiel's mouth closes around his tip. Well, um, not gonna argue with that. It doesn't take long before Dean is at full mast, soap ignored in favor of watching Castiel suck and bob over him. It's a selfish indulgence on Castiel's part, probably more intimate than Dean's quite comfortable with, and certainly not physiologically necessary for the situation they're in. But if Castiel survives this, if he has to find some way to continue living his life without Dean again, he wants everything he can get. The sound of Dean demanding that Castiel breed him is a treasure he will hang on to for the rest of his life, embarrassing as that may be. He's going to do his best to get as many memories as he possibly can. The way Dean moans when Castiel swallows around him and then sucks hard, that's a memory for the vault indeed. Dean's hands touch his hair hesitantly at times, then growing more confident when Castiel flashes an approving glance up at him. Hey, uh, you, uh, you ever knot someone's mouth? Dean asks, somewhere between teasing and hesitant. Castiel looks up and chuckles as he pulls off. Are we going to play kink roulette till you uncover all my secrets? Dean just grins at him. Hey, I figure this is all about as awkward as it gets, right? He shrugs and scratches idly at his stubble. Why not, you know, throw all the cards on the table while we're at it? And then Castiel understands that Dean is asking for himself not for the sake of teasing Castiel about his kinks. He swirls his tongue around the head of Dean's cock before he pauses, tilting his head and flicking his eyes up to meet Dean's. I have, he admits, before sucking Dean down again, pulling a deep groan from him. Oh, come on, Dean whines, tugging at his hair gently as his cock twitches. Don't leave me hanging like that. Castiel laughs around his cock as he pulls back. Just the once. It was rather uncomfortable, Castiel says, pumping Dean with his hands. 
for both of us. But it was also unforgettable. He pauses, tilts his head as he adds, It has remained firmly among my favorite masturbatory fantasies ever since. Dean looks down at him, lips parted. Huh. Is that something that you want, Dean? Castiel asks, voice gravelly as he licks another stripe down his cock. Dean's lip goes between his teeth as he stares down at Castiel. Castiel flicks his tongue hard against the tip of him. Would you say yes to me if I pushed my cock down your throat and asked to not you? His cock throbs with the mental image of the way Dean's eyes would widen as he tried to swallow over and over until he finally just relaxed and let him blow his load down his throat. Fuck, Dean groans, tipping his head back into the spray. Fuck, yes, yeah, yes, I would. Castiel hums a moan and swallows Dean down as far as he can, pushing himself to open up as Dean would for him. Dean's hands tangle in his hair on a low moan. The alpha side of him turns petulant, but he ignores it in favor of swallowing even more of Dean. Opening like Dean's the one who's going to throw a knot and lock himself inside Castiel's mouth. His only concession to his alpha instincts is that he slides a finger up behind Dean's balls, sliding up a very slick perineum into his still-swollen hole. He curls his fingers inside Dean and pulls, driving Dean deeper into his throat by his sensitive rim. Dean's hands jerk in his hair, and then he's shouting hoarsely, Dick erupting in Castiel's throat. The scent of fresh slick pouring out of Dean as he pulls away is beyond the limits of his already impatient alpha instincts. His omega is gasping for him, more than ready. He jerks himself upright, and then his hands are gripping hard under Dean's buttocks. Dean swears, but he gets the picture pretty quickly, and hops up when Castiel lifts, wrapping his thighs around Castiel's waist and arms around his shoulders. Castiel doesn't waste any time positioning his desperately hard erection at Dean's entrance, and then jerking his hips down to envelop it. It takes a few thrusts to get his balance to get him used to Dean's mass and shape as he holds him up. Then he's pinning Dean bodily back against the wall, hiking his legs higher and just pounding into him. Dean holds on to any part of Castiel he can, broad hands anchoring against his neck and taut shoulders. But despite the precariousness of it, he doesn't tense or struggle. He opens, letting Castiel inside him without resistance. The alpha in him roars in triumph at the way his omega trusts him, cleaves to him. Castiel burrows his face against the warm pocket of air between Dean's shoulder and neck, where he's blocked from the spray of the shower and can just gulp in Dean's scented breaths. It's not much longer before he's straining up onto his toes, body going stiff as he lets out a guttural shout, embedding himself in Dean for the... fourth time. When he lifts his head, Dean smirks at him. See, Dean says with a laugh, shower sex, man. 
I tell you, it's not as easy as it looks. And now what? He says, squeezing down around the knot that's holding them together intimately and glancing significantly down at the wet and distant floor. Castiel blinks up at him. Now bed, he says solemnly, unconcerned about his ability to take the Omega wherever he likes with ease. Dean rolls his eyes, but shifts his legs tight around Castiel's waist obligingly. Castiel slips his arms behind Dean's hips and pulls him away from the wall. Dean stretches out an arm and toggles the shower off. They run smoothing hands over each other's bodies to shake off the worst of the water, and Dean laughs as he sweeps the hair back off Castiel's forehead and probably leaves it askew. He does have to be careful with his footing. Dean's no small figure, densely muscled and broad as well as tall, but Castiel isn't a pipsqueak either. Being an alpha, a former soldier, and a dedicated runner all pays off in spades whenever his balance and endurance are tested. In fact, he shifts, looking down at Dean's mostly soft cock, wondering whether he can tease him over again before their nap. He holds Dean with just one arm and reaches down to stroke Dean's dick as he steps out of the shower. Show off. Dean mutters, and he grabs a towel as they leave the room, then promptly drops it over Castiel's head, ruffling his hair dry and leaving him blind. It's a dangerous move, and Castiel would growl except for the implied trust it demonstrates. When Dean laughs, he shifts around Castiel's knot, causing him to jerk a step out of stride, and then slip a little on the shower water dripping off them. But it's not enough to topple them and Dean lifts the towel up to curl around Castiel's shoulders before they get too close to the bed. He turns and sits carefully on the edge of the bed, giving Dean a moment to shift his feet before he lays back and settles them down successfully. None of it was entirely comfortable, but Castiel's never been overly familiar with comfort. The scent of them is warming when he drops his head to the pillow and pushes it up out of the sheets. He breathes deeply, suddenly regretting the shower that had washed them clean of each other's smells in favor of soapy scents. Exhaustion sweeps over him now that he's horizontal and the post-orgasm high is fading. He frowns. I'm sorry, he mumbles, eyes blinking and struggling to reopen. I'm tired. You're fine. Dean says with a level of fondness that makes Castiel smile. He rubs the towel over them methodically and says, Sleep. I've got this. Castiel sleeps. The next rut hits him hard, and not in a good way. He feels drained, toxic inside for all his exterior is now clean. The only thing that doesn't feel awful is the tart, Sweet scent of Dean somewhere in the vicinity. He pushes himself up, squinting in the dimmed room. He spots Dean on the other side of the room, sitting on the plain couch with a small lamp on overhead, with a book in his hands. He hadn't really taken the time to explore the room, but he is unsurprised at the idea that some of the drawers would contain distractions for in-between heat waves just as much as they contain toys for Omegas to play with during them. Or at least he would be, 
if he were actually thinking coherently about anything other than putting his cock back where it belongs. He stalks over to Dean, intent and already hardening just from the sight of his... of Dean, immersed in his book, oblivious. The book in Dean's hands gets ripped away and thrown aside, ignored. Dean makes an indignant sound and tries to push to his feet, but Castiel is far too impatient for anything that isn't Dean presenting his ass. So he tugs Dean's arm around and throws his balance forward till he's landing on his knees on the couch and his chest is falling against the back. Making him present is almost as good as Dean presenting on his own. He doesn't so much as blink before he's parting Dean's ass with the other hand and sliding himself home inside Dean's body. He's not wet with slick, the friction uncomfortable for the both of them if Dean's swearing is anything to go by. But that just annoys Castiel. His Omega should always be wet for him. Always. He doesn't wait, and he's pleased when it only takes a few thrusts before Dean's body supplies the necessary lubrication so that he can fuck him in earnest. Dean tugs against the hand that still has his arm pinned up behind his back, but Castiel just tightens his grip. Okay, okay, fine. Big rut. Very. Castiel licks the back of his neck, pleased at the way it bows for him. But fuck, Cass, seriously, do not knot me on this tiny fucking couch, Dean protests. There's no comfortable position here. Castiel growls and increases the roughness of his thrusts. Clearly, his Omega needs to be fucked harder if he can still bitch about locations. Dean growls in return, throwing an arm around Castiel's neck and using surprise and leverage to his advantage as he kicks one leg out and hauls Castiel around and sends him sprawling. He scrambles to his feet even as Castiel lunges for him. Castiel sprawls even more awkwardly as Dean slips past him with a wild, teasing grin as he bolts for it. Aren't you going to catch? Dean's taunt is cut off with a rush of breath as Castiel tackles him to the bed. He's nothing but instinct as he grabs Dean by the back of his neck, slamming his face down to the tangled sheets and bodily angling his ass up into the air fresh waves of slick slipping out of his reddened hole and making Castiel dizzy with the heady scent, even as he slams his cock back where it belongs. Dean makes some sound of protest, and he just digs his fingers into his neck, pinning him harder to the sheets and muffling his face against the pillows as he pushes his body weight up higher over Dean's prostrate form. His Omega should know better than to tease him, to run from him, unless he wants this. Of course he does, Castiel decides. Every Omega wants their Alpha like this, desperate to prove how much they want them. It is his purpose to give Dean what he asked for. His thighs are burning from the angle as he covers Dean as thoroughly as he can, but he doesn't care. He just fucks him like his life depends on it. Because it does. He looks down so he can watch the beautiful sight of his cock plowing into his omega, see the glistening slick on the skin stretched taut around his cock. Dean's hole is a little too red, a little overstretched after so many rounds of vigorous nodding, and though part of him knows that he should be gentler, 
He should be sympathetic. The dominant part of him revels in how used Dean is becoming at his hands. At the bruises on his neck and hips and thighs. At the random scratches that mar both of them in places. He wants to wreck him for all others. He rubs at the stretched skin, pleased at the whimpering shudder his Omega makes for him as he pushes down on his cock, stretching him further so that he can see a little gap. He teases his fingers at the gap, stretches it harder despite the whining sound Dean makes and the discomfort on his cock. He wants more. He gets the pad of his forefinger under it before he thrusts deep again. It gives him something new to pull against as he fucks out and back in again. Dean's body shakes as he pulls against his rim, fucking into him faster and faster. His knot swells steadily, and soon he has to remove his extra finger because there's simply no more room. Dean's rim sucks and stretches more than ever against the swell of the knot on each thrust, and it's so erotically hypnotizing that Castiel almost forgets to breathe. Dean's fingers catch hold of his leg, scratching him in protest or want, and suddenly he hears the desperate whimpers Dean's making against the sheets. It jolts over him in a rush and he slams home on a throaty cry. He collapses against Dean's back, six sweaty feet of alpha covering his omega as his cock pulses out each successive load. He bites hard and possessively at the bare shoulder beneath the hand that is pinning Dean's neck to the bed and gets a muffled curse for it. It's about then that he realizes how far gone he is. Fuck, Castiel swears immediately releasing the pressure from Dean's neck and sitting back. He guides their hips down to something resembling comfortable with gentle hands on Dean's hips. Dean, I'm sorry. Dean groans softly in relief as he unkinks his back and pushes up onto his elbows. But he laughs faintly. Hey, you knew exactly what I was in for when I ran. He shakes the pillow out and fluffs it before dropping his head onto it with a pleased hum. Got my pillow. Would you like to lay down as well? Castiel asks, partly amused and partly concerned. In a minute, Dean grumbles, waving a hand uselessly at him. I'm good here for a bit. Always forgot how exhausting that is. You run from running alphas often, Castiel teases, trying not to feel jealous as he rubs a finger over the teeth-shaped marks on Dean's shoulder. Dean grunts in annoyance. Not on purpose, usually. Any unmated Omega gets that one the hard way eventually. Shit, of course they did. Castiel feels a wave of nausea at the juxtaposition. He moves to withdraw his hands from Dean's skin, to give him as much distance as is physically possible. But Dean grabs his wrist and curls him closer, till Castiel's chest is snug against his back shifting them a little so he can lay down halfway on his side. Hey, I didn't mean it like that, Dean says softly, lacing their fingers together on his chest. He must be able to sense Castiel's lingering distress because he adds, I chose to be here and I chose to push your buttons just now. If anything, I should probably apologize to you. 
Castiel makes a dissenting noise and lets his lips settle in a soothing apology against Dean's shoulder. But he's not wrong. There's no distress in his scent. So Castiel sighs and relaxes a little onto the pillow behind him. They lay there in silence for a long while. He can't pretend that he doesn't enjoy that, sometimes, experiencing his alpha instincts unchecked, especially not with someone he knows without question can fight back, or wants it just as much. But this whole situation is a bundle of not-quite-consent that leaves him unsettled. Dean, too, he thinks, though he denies it here. If they were really partners, he'd run soothing hands over Dean's body reach for his cock and make sure he got as much pleasure out of it as he could give. But they're not, and though he wants to do all of that, desperately, it's not his right to do so. They barely even know each other, and for all that he seems to have forgiven Castiel's predilection with his slick, and it makes Castiel want to avoid any further presumption of his person. He wonders what Dean is thinking about if he's thinking about the same sorts of things. About Omega inevitabilities. He knows Dean is thinking. Despite how still he is, Dean's not asleep. Castiel has spent enough of his life in barracks and the like to hear his breathing isn't quite the flat and steady rate of sleep. He almost wants to ask, but he also doesn't want to disturb him further, so he just waits counts the beats of Dean's heart through the palm held on his chest. Eventually, Dean shifts just a little. Castiel can feel the muscles in his abdomen tighten faintly as he prepares to speak. Still, he's surprised when Dean asks, So you never really wanted to meet me? Even though, you know, two years? He sounded more than casually curious, and Castiel is glad of the fact that they're not facing each other right now. I had no illusions about the fact that the person you are and the services you provide are two separate entities. He confirms. Just like he has no illusions about the fact that this intense and strange situation they're in is going to breed an even stronger sense of inappropriate intimacy that he will have to be careful of as they go on. Oh, Dean says. Yeah, of course. Why would you? he adds, covering the emotion with dismissive nonchalance. Still, I can't pretend that I didn't sometimes fantasize about it. Castile adds despite himself, Dean deserves no less than the full truth. That I might bump into you, randomly. An act of serendipity. And even though I'd find your scent familiar, I wouldn't recognize why right away because we'd be too busy flirting. Grabbing coffee because going our separate ways seemed like a foolish thing to do. Dean opens his mouth, then shuts it. He sighs, trying not to think about their hands laced together over Dean's chest. Pathetic, I know. It's not, Dean says, voice rough. After a moment, he makes a small, amused sound. Kind of chick flick, yeah, but... Hell, who knows? Honestly, it's weirder that we didn't ever run into each other. I mean, I've heard your name over the years being part of Ellen's ragtag crew. Sort of vaguely knew you existed. 
Castiel makes a hum of agreement. Same here. It is odd, in retrospect. Although I don't spend much time here. I mostly see Sam at work and Ellen and the others only when I'm bringing in an Omega for them to help. Though Ash and Joe have been harassing me for years to come to movie night. I'm usually working, but it's become almost a running joke that they promise wilder and wilder rewards, while I steadfastly refuse. <laughs> Same here, Dean laughs. Well, hell, maybe I'll go next time just to mess with them. Castiel smiles against his shoulder. It would be worth it, if only to see the inevitable implosion of nerd when Charlie joins the fray. I think Ash's brain might stop altogether. That'll be a sight to see. It will be, assuming he survives that long. The way his bones are aching, he's not so sure he will. After that, the conversation slips easily into their shared extended surrogate family. To the network of Omega advocates they have in common for different reasons. Dean talks about how he met Ellen and eventually his surrogate father, Bobby, who he works part-time for as a mechanic. He explains how, growing up without parents altogether after age 14, raising Sammy on his own and hitting his first heat a year later had almost killed him, would have, if it weren't for Ellen's interference. He talks about helping put Sam through law school by doing some less-than-savory, or legal, things that a barren Omega can profit from, and never regretting a moment of it once Sam had passed the bar. Castiel tells Dean about Anna, about how she hadn't been so fortunate as to cross paths with Ellen or have a brother like Dean, how his brother Zach's debts had led to the illegal but not uncommon sale of his sister while Castiel was overseas. When she'd escaped and Zach had been killed, Castiel had left the military to try and find her, which was how he'd met Sam, being the only person who seemed to actually give a damn during the case. He was the one who'd risked his career to prosecute the police officers who had raped Anna in the heat tank before setting her loose on the streets again and dooming her to her eventual death. It had been Sam's suggestion that it eventually led Castiel to put his military experience to use and take a job in the police force, to protect others like his sister, to fix it from the inside. He'd met Ellen through Sam, and he'd been bringing vulnerable Omegas her way ever since. They talk about better things then. Dean tells him about the Impala, about the road trips he takes when he's got a little cash to spare. Castiel tells stories of Balthazar's twisted sense of humor, and the prank war that exists between him and Gabriel, which doesn't always go well for bystanders like Castiel, particularly when food gets involved. Dean admits that he's always secretly wanted to go to culinary school. Castiel tells him about the nearly finished novel he's never told anyone about. Their tangled hands settle low over Dean's abdomen, and neither of them mentions it. Thank you so much for your support. You can contact me on Twitter, Tumblr, or by emailing me at makingitupaswegopod at gmail.com. 
As always, thank you so much for listening.